Crystal Deal With It focuses on bridging the gap between where you're at now and where you'd like to be. We'll explore wisdom and techniques from a wide variety of domains and industries and apply them to your unique challenges. I love developing frameworks, processes, and storytelling metaphors that enable personal and business growth. Through actionable next steps, we'll build momentum and confidence. My goal is to help you clear roadblocks, do more with what you have, and realize the potential of yourself and your team. So throw your challenges my way and Chris will deal with it. Here in the Northeast, winter slowly approaches. Over the years, I've witnessed many incidents due to poor planning. On today's episode, I'm going to share some tips that might help people who are experiencing blizzards or those who get the rare dusting. There's plenty of actionable advice for dealing with all kinds of storms, so let's unpack what it takes to be a blizzard wizard. I like to see storms through the lens of what if. It's a concept in Stoic philosophy of of imagining the worst. In the words of Seneca, misfortune weighs most heavily on those who expect nothing but good fortune. There's a big difference between contemplating bad things happening and worrying about them. That's really the crux of this episode is contemplating what could happen and making the best of that situation. Doing this exercise helps you appreciate the good of your current situation, valuing what you have. Being snowed in might mean canceled plans, extra shoveling, increased heating bills, but it can also yield to good. There's more time to read or listen to a book, some extra outdoor exercise, and getting memorable moments with your kids. Play a board game, perhaps, or listen to some podcasts. But too often, people use a storm to complain or wish they were somewhere else. Just be where you are and make the best of it. So what should we be doing before this season? Sometime in the fall, you know, check your tools. If you have a snowblower, run it. Make sure to check the oil and the smooth operation of all of its features. Check your supply of extra fuel. Check your shovels for small cracks, bent, or loose handles. You really don't want your shovel breaking in the middle of a blizzard. Next thing you want to look at is preparing your car. Do you need to swap out your tires for all-weather or snow tires? Certain states and provinces actually require you to have snow tires in the winter. Make sure to keep a shovel, ice scraper, and extra gloves in the car. You can put a bag of kitty litter in the trunk, and that's going to help you with traction if you get stuck. You spread it out on the ice. And for lighter cars, the extra weight can give you a tiny bit of extra traction. I also got two great car tips from my buddy Chad from Texas. People in warmer climates often drive rear-wheel drive vehicles, and those tend to tailspin when they lose traction. That's why weighing down the back of the vehicle does help with control. People who don't live in climates prone to freezing often use water in their windshield wiper fluid tanks, and that can freeze and bust your tank. What should you be doing before the storm? It's okay to ask your neighbors for help. If you're sick, injured, lacking food or proper tools, neighbors are always going to share. They will help you. But if you don't know your neighbors, you should be getting on that now. Introduce yourself. Exchange numbers. Get to know them and their unique situations. A new neighbor that's about to have a baby in the middle of winter, you know, knowing that they may need that extra set of hands, knowing that they can rely on me if they have a problem. So if you're in good health and good standing and you can help somebody else out, offer that help too. Make sure that they feel comfortable in asking. A lot of municipalities are going to have an email alert and notification system. Make sure you sign up for that. Now let's talk about vehicles again. First off, make sure they're all fueled up. Secondly, you got to make sure you keep your streets clear. Make it as easy as possible for plows to operate. Parking on the street can negatively impact your neighbors because it might force the plow to make a wider turn, reducing the closeness to your driveway or their driveway. Parking on the street also limits the throughput on the street. You don't want to be the reason an ambulance or fire truck has a problem getting to you or a neighbor quickly. You can also install vertical markers or reflectors at each corner of your driveway. This also helps the plows. You can get these for a few bucks at most home improvement stores. 
Check the emergency supplies in your car. Extra clothes, blankets, hats and gloves, food, water, some road flares, and a first aid kit. Go food shopping before this storm. Ensure you have enough shelf-stable foods that can survive a prolonged power outage. Likewise, you want to avoid getting too many items that need refrigeration in case you lose power. If you're a household that eats out a lot or relies heavily on meal kit deliveries or on services like Uber Eats, Grubhub, or DoorDash, remember, you're likely to see disruption in those services. Ensure you have enough staples to survive the week, and you should probably be sure you know how to cook a few staples, including some that don't require anything that uses electricity. Also, you want to have a plan to stay warm if the power goes out. Blankets, fireplaces. The, the real warning here, never, ever, ever use an oven to heat any space in your home. It's insanely dangerous for so many reasons. It's a good idea to check your home for any drafts. Blocking those off are going to help keep some of the heat in your home. If someone in your home requires regular medication or personal care items, stock up if you can. You also want to stock up on large bags of salt well before the winter when it's sometimes out of stock. It's a lot more cost-effective to buy the larger bulk bags, keep it in your garage or your basement, and then you can refill a small spreading container from there. And if you have pets, be sure to get pet-safe salt if they have to go take a tinkle outside because regular salt can burn their paws. Talking about salting, don't salt before the storm. You're likely going to create a wet layer underneath the snow, which can then either freeze into ice, creating a slipping risk, or just make it hard to shovel. The best case scenario, when you do go to shovel, you might be shoveling away salty snow at the bottom, which can hurt the areas where it's thrown when it melts. Lastly, pre-plan your emergency escape. Park your cars nose facing the road. Also, pre-plan your emergency escape. Park your cars nose facing the road. You want to park near the entrance to your driveway, but not right at the front. There is a risk of a plow or a car skidding and striking your car, but also if that plow pushes some snow into the front of your driveway, you don't want them burying the front of your vehicle. It just makes it that much harder to clear. What do you do during the storm? So always be aware of the situation outside. You want to have this ready-to-act mindset at all times. And I don't mean to be panicky about it. It's just keep alert of what's happening outside. Also, if there is an emergency in the home, could first responders get to you in time? Every minute might matter. Go out multiple times, clearing all the walkways. If your home has multiple exits, clear at least two of them in case of a fire. Also ensure a clear path to your car. And if you're shoveling at night, you should wear a headlamp or reflective clothing or marker lights if you can, because plows often run throughout the night and it can be hard to see, especially if there's a squall. If you do have to leave your home during a storm, you got to be smart about it. First off, clean off your entire car. Not just your windows and rearview mirrors, but your entire roof, headlights, taillights, hood. Clear out in front of your wiper fluid nozzles. Be sure to knock out any clumps that are in and around your wheel wells. Know that in many places, it's actually illegal to drive with snow on your vehicle. It can hurt not only your visibility, snow dust coming off the hood of your car, for example, but also those driving around you. I've had entire sheets of icy snow fly off the top of a vehicle, land on my windshield. Please don't be that person. It's insanely dangerous. Also, just go slow. Speed increases the risk and severity of skidding, fish tailing, etc. If you do live near a main street, you want to watch for opportunities to head out right after a salt truck is passed. And remember that driving is all about maintaining high friction with the road, keeping as much space between your car and other vehicles as possible, because your stopping distance is going to be much longer than usual. So be wary at stop signs and traffic lights. And traffic lights are rarely going to adjust their timing for weather, so you'll need more time to stop safely. It's best to slow down as you approach them, even if they're green. 
I'd like to close by quoting Viktor Frankl from his book, Man's Search for Meaning. If we take man as he really is, we make him worse. But if we overestimate him, if we seem to be idealist and are overestimating, overrating man, and looking at him that high, here above, you know what happens? We promote him to what he really can be. All right, hope everyone goes out as a blizzard wizard this winter season. If you feel that Chris dealt with it, I'd appreciate your support of the show by sharing it with someone who might benefit. Ratings on your favorite podcast player are also helpful in growing the audience. Visit chriscroyder.com for free downloadable PDFs with notes and resources from today's episode, sign up for the CDWI mailing list, or to send in your problems or requests for future shows. That's C-H-R-I-S-K-R-E-U-T-E-R.com, or use the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Chris Will Deal With It.